Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Not saying the problem lies with you or me Can't help if we're in love They already make it hard enough All I wanted to do is hold your hand All I wanted to do is hold your hand All I wanted to do is hold your hand All I wanted to do is hold your hand Space is what you need Then there's room inside of me All I wanted to do is hold your hand This world needs more love, not less Why you all look so unimpressed there's no fault, no one's to blame. Your ignorance is such a shame. All I wanted to do is hold your hand. All I wanted to do is hold your hand. All I wanted to do is hold your hand. All I wanted to do is hold your hand. The space is what you need. Then there's room in Inside of me, all I wanted to do is hold your hand. There are worse things in the world than me loving another girl. What's so hard to understand? There are worse things in the world than me loving another girl. What's so hard to understand? All I wanted to do is hold her hand All I wanted to do is hold your hand All I wanted to do is hold your hand If space is what you need Then there's room inside of me All I wanted to do is hold your hand
your lover's hands Then the world will understand 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting, noon through one, Australian Eastern Standard Time, every Sunday afternoon. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and we pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in and for that matter First Nations people all over the world. We will have another episode of Pacific X as part of that and we acknowledge that all the lands were stolen and never ceded. I'm Sally Goldner. I use the pronoun she, her. I am your host for Out of the Pan each week. And if you want to get in touch with the program um, to ask questions, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456 You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And always remember that's the bottom line. And look for the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner AM and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Remember, remember any opinions I express on the show are strictly my own, not those of any organisation with which I've been associated past or present. Um, You can also send snail mail to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Could be, in fact, most likely, I'd say, um, just triggering content in the second half of the show, a little less likely in the first half. Um, So I will give the number for QLife, including switchboard 1800 184 527, Rainbow Door 1800 729 367. Opened up today with Nicolette Forte and Hold Your Hand. And it should be the right of any couple or, for that matter, any people in a partner relationship or anything to hold their hand or hug, regardless of sex, gender or sexuality, virtually anywhere. And that could include on university campuses because um, um, the um, reason for that is that... Um, you know, we sometimes it's not possible to come out at school, and um, it's really important that people have that opportunity to do that on campus. And um, once, um, and apart from a technical hitch, um, hopefully, um, in a second, I'll have back on the Zoom lines live radio people of all genders. Um, the um, two guests who are going to talk about some issues but that are currently the um, being worked on by the NUS and um, various campuses around um, around um, this continent and um, we are hopefully back um, and um, and there's a couple of issues and that's record keeping which is always an issue for trans and gender diverse people and possibly others, and past naming or um, sometimes dead naming, and that is the name of the campaign, and also just general safety on campus if you want to hold your hand with your partner of any gender identity expression um, or sexuality, you should be able to. So to talk with me about that, um, back on the Zoom screens um, coming through to your um, radio waves, uh, two people. First of all, I'll welcome um, Geordie. Um, might need to unmute again there, Geordie, after that technical hitch, um, and also um, to introduce yourself, and also to um, to Patrick, who um, live radio. Um, if we could um, just um, you know, sort of um, get that rolling, and we will talk about the issues that um, hit people on campus. Um, 
and I welcome our two guests to the show to talk about those things. Um, and um, Patrick, um, first of all, I welcome you if I can get you to, if it's okay with you, to just mention which pronouns you use and um, which land or lands you are on. Hi, everyone. My name is Patrick. My pronouns are Hide. I'm coming from the lands of Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Um, and yeah, I'm the current queer officer for RMIT University Student Union. Thanks, Patrick. And uh, our other guest is Geordie. Um, similar, if you could mention which Aboriginal lands you're on and pronouns you use, if you're comfortable to mention um, said pronouns, if any. I think we're having Zoom delay. <laughs> we'll have to get used to that. <laughs> it's all good. Um, thanks, Sally. Uh, so my name's Geordie. My pronouns are they and them. Um, I'm on Gubby Gubby Country, um, and um, I'm from the National Union of Students as their national queer slash LGBTQIA plus officer. Yep. Um, all sorts of technicalities going on there. Apologies for the feedback there, listeners. Um one of those mornings um, or afternoons, um, if it's, it's morning in Perth. Hello to our Western Australian listeners. Um, let's get to it then. Um, you've got a couple of really important campaigns going, which I introduced. Um, let's start with the one regarding recording of correct name and also, um, you know, sort of pronouns that people use um, are very important and having gender um, recorded correctly. Um yeah, you know, sort of tell us about that one. How did it come about? Um, either of you, if you, if you want to jump in um, and um, tell us about that, and sort of what's what is the, what is the current situation? What are you aiming for? Um, I can speak from the RMIT perspective. So when I came in as the into my role as the queer officer, I had a few meetings, you know, handover meetings from the previous queer officer, and you know, one of the bigger campaigns that the previous queer officer was working on was to stop the naming at RMIT. And I later found out that the campaign has been going on for six years with mm. RMIT basically saying, oh, you know, we're working on it. We'll fix it soon. You know, we're working on it. Currently, the issue with RMIT is that we have a system where people can put in their preferred name and pronouns into their records. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't show everywhere. So, for example, when people go to online classes, it's usually through a through a program called Collaborate Ultra. And Collaborate Ultra only uses legal names, takes oh. only legal names from the student's record rather than preferred names. Um, so yeah, that's the main issue for us. It is th- that the IT systems, I guess, don't all mesh together. And it preferred name shows in some systems, like I know for us, it does show in emails, but then it doesn't show in online classes. Uh, the issue also goes to attendance lists. I've spoken to students where they would come into class thinking mm-hmm. that their you know, true name or preferred name, however you want to mm-hmm. say it, would be shown on the attendance list. But then they come into class and then on the whiteboard, there's an attendance list of students oh. for tutorials and it has the legal name so now everyone can see. And they've even been like bullying instances, instances from that. Yeah, it's just horrible. But this year, I I was speaking to, to our campaigns officer for this union, and we had an idea to see if it's an issue at other universities as well, to, not just RMIT. So that's when we reached out to Jordi, and I guess I'll hand off to Jordi to mm. speak what happened from there. Go for it, Jordi. 
Amazing. Um, thanks, Patrick. Um, yeah, so in general, um, before coming into my role as National Queer slash LGBTQI plus officer, I already sort of knew that dead naming was a big prevalent issue, um, in particular with my own experiences at university where um, the students who I was engaged with, so for instance, I was well and truly involved with my queer collective um, and essentially they would always tell me the issue of like them being dead named in classes and being dead named in, um, it, in um, student facing platforms as well. Um, and like the ongoing issue with this and why it's so important is we, we obviously attend university for a reason. Um, matter of fact is, is like we study there, we pay fees, we go there to actually earn an education. And the thing is, is dead naming being a prevalent issue doesn't really ensure a safe and um, good environment for us to be in. Um, there are many people who change their names for a reason. Um, obviously, it, for those within mm. the trans community in particular, mm. um, like, um, like myself, so I'm a non-binary queer person. Um, and essentially, um, it's just appalling that universities are really not taking the action that's necessary. Um, and they're really allowing um, uh, to make up excuses like, oh, there's too many systems in place that can't be updated all at once. Or they're not really making the effort to give, up, give our chosen names to um, the relevant tutors and lecturers. Um, or it would be like optional to give to them. Um, so like, I think the thing is, is like, we really like, it's so important um, to head into this campaign and address this ongoing issue. Like I said, it really jeopardizes the well-being of students in, on campuses. It really creates an environment where they don't feel comfortable to come on campus or engage mm. in their classes. Um, and it, it's even daunting on people to come out to like their classroom lecturers and tutors as well and say, hey, this isn't my name. This is what I go by now, basically. Um, and so, yeah, this campaign is so important that we need to be really like, and I'm really glad like Patrick reached out to me because it was an issue I'm really passionate about and wanted to address as well. And that's why we've been collectively trying to engage with as many university students as possible and really want to try and send a loud, clear message to universities that they need to do better. They have a duty of care and responsibility to their students and students need to feel safe on campus. So, yeah. yeah feel safe and be safe. And I'm glad you raised that this is, you know, other people, I mean, content note, family violence, you know, people who are survivors of family violence might have needed to change their names um, past sex workers who have faced stigma and, um, you know, which is unfair, totally the fault of sex, of sex worker phobia. Um, but there's many, many others as well. Um, also, it could be people, you know, you know, it's their call if they have a name that might be hard to pronounce or something and they want to um, change it to make it easier if it's the family name, all those sorts of things. And people from overseas where they can't go and go back to their birth, deaths and marriages or equivalent in their country or region or whatever because of lots of reasons, wars, queer phobia, anything, or combinations of above, solidarity to queers in the Ukraine. Um, also, for just one example, lots and lots of reasons. So it's a really important thing. 
But I, ha- I have to say, you've brought back a memory from, um, said the old chook in a pan, um, who did a degree at Mel- uh, University of Melbourne in the mid-80s. And when I affirmed my gender identity in 98, I, whilst I was able to get a, tra- a small pun intended on a serious matter, a transcript of results in my um, new name, um, some crusty sale male said, oh, no, you've got to keep your degree, your parchment in your original name. And it's like, well, I can't, I can't show that anywhere now. I can't look at it. Um, and for lots of trans people, you know, the past name is incredibly triggering and upsetting. I believe that has moved on to some extent, but there's still work to do. But it's no excuse that there's multiple systems. I mean, people are more important than IT and anything else. And also, I have to send my empathy to Patrick six years, and it's still barely progressing. Um, that's, um, well, you know, not acceptable, to put it politely. So it is really important than that. What can, um, what are you asking, you know, we'll say um, people um, on each university campus to do, but for those who are not on campus, is there any way we can be the proverbial allies to um, this campaign as well? And then we'll move on to your other campaign, which is equally as important. Um, either if you want to jump in. Um, I don't think we've really specifically focused too much on how, like our attention has specifically been on like queer officers on campuses and presidents of, with the relevant student unions. But I do think it is important that when you do see um, an issue that pops up or if someone does disclose that they're not having the best day um, mental health wise because mm. they've been dead named on campus, um, I think the best way an ally can be there is to listen to them, affirm them, um, and be there to ensure that, like, look, this might be the case, but to me, you're always this person, you know? Like, yeah. you, are, you are who you are. Like, validation is such a big point of allyship, you know? Like, being there f- in the moment and being there for them. Um, I think I think as well, like, just raising a general issue, um, if people did want to, like, they could easily enough try and look up the, like, the details of the vice chancellor, for instance, of a university and specifically say, hi, like, I think this is a really important issue that you need to address. Um, it is clear that this has been prevalent on university campuses um, and we need to make sure the wellbeing and student safety of LGBTQI plus students is well and truly protected. Um, and then maybe also see, like, get a confirmation from them as well, um, just to see what they're doing to protect, like, the rights of trans students, you know, or those who um, essentially aren't trans but do change their name. Because, like you said, Sally, there's a lot, there, there is a lot of trauma with the name, like, with names, and people can change it due to, for instance, experiencing family violence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's so important that universities do be safe spaces for all, you know, or, like, do um, become that. Um, yeah, I think that's my main take on the matter. Um, we're really trying to have an open letter that just generally says to the universities, you need to do better. Um, and um, we, like, more widely, and this goes into the later campaign, which I'll discuss later, mm-hmm. Sally, but there'll be a specific point um, in which, like a petition, um, that people can engage and um, support and say this isn't on, for instance, and this it discusses the issue of de- de- naming. So, yeah, I'll pass it on to 
Patrick, if you have anything else as well. Yeah, I can say from the RMIT perspective, as I said, for us, the main issue was the student-facing platforms, different IT systems not integrating together. So when I originally came into this campaign, uh, our main goal it was, and it still is from the RMIT perspective, is to get the IT systems to be integrated. So when students, students put their preferred name into the system, it shows everywhere, not just on the emails, mm -hmm. but you know, in online classes, in in other programs, we have like a job search program that also mm -hmm. tends to then name people. Like um, some, some in some spaces it doesn't dead name, in some it does, and we just wanted it to be integrated, so it doesn't. But when I came into this campaign, as Jody mentioned, we reached out to every queer officer and basic, almost every queer officer in every university. If we couldn't reach out to queer officer, we'd reach out to the presidents of the student unions. Yep. Um, and see, and just ask, like, is this an issue at your own university as well? Uh, and at most universities, it is also an issue on student-facing platforms, just like RMIT. So they also get dead named on, maybe not on online classes or class, but they might get dead named on emails or on something else. So it is an IT issue as well, but there is just a general dead naming issue of, we've heard from people where students just, students have just professors that just refuse to use their real names, oh. for example. So we've sort of went from this more niche issue of just IT systems that naming people to just make it a more broad one to just universities need to respect people's chosen names and pronouns. Um, so as Jody mentioned, we're currently in a process of writing like an open letter that Obviously, me, Jody, and then we're gonna, gonna ask uh, queer officers as well around Australia to co-sign it. It's gonna be addressed to different universities, different vice chancellors, etc. Just to say, your universities, you know, have a bit problem mm -hmm. with that naming. This is where the problems are, and you really need to fix it, you know, ASAP, basically. Yep. No, look, um, certainly keep us in the loop on that one, and we'll um, promote. Um you know, via 3CR and other means. And I did have a couple of thoughts that maybe university alumni could write to their chancellor in the meantime and then also turn this into um, the letter into a petition and people could sign that. Also, I think this is one, given the systemic nature, I'd, perhaps it's one for Australian Human Rights Commission or something like that. Maybe they need to um, flex a bit of muscle. I know they're under-resourced, but, you know, maybe um, get them on site as well. <laughs> But it is part of you know, general safety on campus for queer students, and that's your other campaign, which is equally important. R run into some detail on that. What sort of issues are you know, sort of going on um, for queers on campus? I mean, as I say, I, I was at uni way back in the 80s, so I don't really know. Um, you've touched on one. What are some of the others um, across the LGBTIQA plus community's kaleidoscope? Yeah, no, um, thanks, Ali. And like, I think we'll definitely take those suggestions to mind as well. Um, we, like, with the dead naming issue as well, we're, bring, we're hoping to do a report um, to Universities Australia, which is the peak representative body for universities. So we're really trying to bring the attention to them as well to at least bring some guidelines in. Um, our, so the campaign you mentioned, widely what it's called, it, so it's an NUS queer social LGBTQI plus department campaign called um, No Queer Student Left Behind. 
and obviously with the title of that it obviously essentially means no like no question should be left behind you know Mm. (laughs) um we have like this seven key demands so two specifically that address on australian government level and then five that are more specific to universities in general basically um so more broadly one of them is calling for a legislative uh treaty of care on a federal level for uh the university sector just to ensure protection of queer such lgbtqi plus students rights at universities Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just to ensure that universities basically have an obligation to just ensure that their campuses are safe for all students and have a consistent approach to the welfare, well-being and pastoral care for all stu- students. And basically, if they're failing to do so and just breaching this, um, pretty much the university should be held accountable. Um, so many universities currently have ongoing issues where uh, they don't have um, extent. Accessible gender neutral bathrooms available mm-hmm. on campus, um, which we're hoping to call out. Um, we have a key demand called We All Need to Pee, and really we want to make sure that essentially um, universities stop using the excuse that, oh, there are these toilets available, they're just disabled toilets. Um, and as like, and Basically, the thing is, is obviously disabled tolerance are more specifically to meet the needs of the disabled community. Um, as someone who, like, identifies within the disabled community, like, I really have a bit of a um, hesitation of using the toilet because I'm just like, yes, it's gender neutral, but matter of fact is, is I feel like someone who, is, like, if I'm using that space and a disabled person needs to desperately need to use it, then it's obviously an ongoing issue, you know? Um, So we really want to make sure that those are available and essentially provide an awareness that universities need to make sure that students aren't judged for what toilet they use, for instance, or like essentially making sure that they feel safe to use whichever toilet they need to, you know? the, the My Records, My Rights uh, aspect of it is addressing the whole dead naming issue as we previously discussed, mm-hmm. um, just essentially making sure that universities, um, campuses allow queer slash LGBTQI plus students to just easily change their records to reflect their name, gender and pronouns. Um, so essentially what's the goal is, is as we've discussed, there's many issues where there's dead naming and misnet misgendering that occurs on campuses um and we want to make sure that universities essentially take action um and make sure that this doesn't happen uh and make sure that really realistically hopefully um the universities can have sort of like some sort of streamlined approach that pretty much if you update your details that goes up to like pretty much changes everything you know yeah um Mental health is obviously a big issue within the queer social care plus community as well, um, where like like we're disproportionately impacted by mental health, uh, more likely to um, like experience depression um, and anxiety, and more likely to like like with high suicide rates as well. Um, and essentially, we're calling on for the universities to at least have an LGBTQI plus counsellor on campus as well. So this is just, just specifically having someone who's trained and equipped with the tools to support queer slash LGBTQI plus students um, because um, 
like with the many issues as we mentioned, with dead naming and misgendering, etc., um, students are actually not accessing the services that they need to at university because they have a fear that this will happen to them, you know, and we want to make sure that they're supported as much as possible. Um, in general, we want universities to take a stand against any queerphobic teachings that are happening at university as well. Um, no student should be going to any class, workshop, tutorial or whatever, um, and basically just feel um, the discomfort of being who they are, you know, or like having to feel sick, suddenly sick to see content that really um, discriminates against them um, and using like the wrong terminology or promoting the incorrect theories. So we really want universities to try and just stand up, say like this is not on to happen um, and really create like a more accepting environment for students to feel safe in their, um, like in the area of fields that they are very keen to study, you know. Yep. And then our last one is obviously making sure that there's a safe space on campus. Um, so many universities do have a safe space on campus for queer students, which is great. Um, the ongoing issue is like, because um, more people are likely now to come out at university, which is obviously a great thing. Um, these spaces are now a lot smaller um, to accommodate the needs of students who kind of feel like they need to access the safe space available. Um, and there are also ongoing issues about accessibility as well. So like, um, and there's a big intersection between um, the queer community and the disabled Definitely. community, obviously. Um, so we obviously want to make sure these spaces are as accessible and safe and the universities really do listen and try to be like, okay, yes, you need this. Let's put you in this area, et cetera, um, and whatnot. So that broadly sums up what that campaign's about, basically, all with the demands. Um, and there's, like, a petition that will be coming out. Um, we'll be literally the, um, working to liaise and trying to, like, lobby universities to change their methods um, and sort of, um, bring a lot of media attention towards like the duty of care aspect and making sure it's really important. Um, so yeah, um, that kind of just, I've spoken quite a fair bit. Sorry about that, Sally. That's right. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, <clears throat> just have to, um, wrap it up at this point. So, um, how can people stay in touch with you? You are of course on Twitter at, at um, or, um, uppercase letters at N-U-I-N-U-S um, underscore L-G-B-T-I. Um, how else can they stay in touch with you um, apart from via um, this program if they're interested um, and when the time comes to um, <clears throat> sign open statements, etc. cetera? Um, yeah, so we can, they can get in touch with me via my email. Um, so um, that's just queer at nus.asn.au. Um, we also have a Facebook and Instagram. Um, if you just look up like NUS um, where it should hopefully pop up. Mm -hmm. um, sorry. Um, it's, it should have like a similar handle to what our Twitter handle is basically. Um, I'm pretty sure I've given the correct information. I'll double check for you, Sally. <laughs> That's all right. Pop it through to me. I'll also research um, when I prepare the podcast after the show. And we have had a message in from one of our awesome 3CR listeners, Kayleen, 
who says, quote, as someone who's had full, similar experiences to you, I fully empathise. I would also suggest writing directly to state and Commonwealth ministers, perhaps with a link to this episode. That sounds like a fair thing as well. You know, let's um, get some action from on high. Um, look, a bit out of time at this point. Um, so, Geordie and Patrick, thanks so much for your time. Please stay in touch with us on this campaign and anything else that um, Quiz on Campus need. As I said, sometime, whilst it... I was going to mention that it's interesting this week we had yet another story uh, and, you know, there are sort of the swallows making a summer of someone affirming their identity as a girl at a so-called all-boys school in Melbourne. So if it can happen, things good things can happen at schools. Why can't they happen on university campuses, which should be even better? So uh, we need to keep the momentum rolling. Um, Geordie from NUS and Patrick from RMIT Students' Union, thanks so much for your time on 3CR today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sally, for having thanks. us. <laughs> thanks, peeps. Um, quiz on campus, very important issues there. We'll keep you in touch um, with what is going on there. In the meantime, let's um, um, have a uh, bit of dry humour and also some country music at the same time. Anything is possible on the non-binary program that is out of the pan. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally.
Right now, it's our Radiothon, and we need you to pitch in with a few dollars to keep the station going. We can't do it without you. It's easy. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your donation really matters. Help keep community strong for another year. Bisexual Alliance Victoria is a not-for-profit organisation dedicated to equality and justice for multi-gender attracted people, including bi, pan, regardless of label or no label at all, their partners and allies. Bisexual Alliance runs discussion groups in person and online. The group offers a safe and fun space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your sexual identity and provide peer support. Bisexual Alliance is especially keen to hear from multi-gender attracted people in regional and rural Victoria. Donations of $2 or more to Bisexual Alliance are now tax deductible. For more information, visit our website at bi-alliance.org, email info at bi-alliance.org or find us on Facebook or Twitter. A 3CR supporter. I'm bisexual. bisexual. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company prior to the messages. We heard from the Tex Pistols and Mama Never Called Me Randy, a, a track looking at over-Americanisation of country music from an album way back called S.L.A.P. Um, and that was also, um, also on a compilation that I managed to get my hands on of country music of the late 90s here in um, on this continent. Um, well, beyond this particular large island, uh, the P- uh, Pacific Islands, and it's now time for another episode of Pacific X. Oh, before um, I um, go, we go into that, just of course, um, Bisexual Alliance's discussion group um, begins just um, before 7th, um, be online just before 7.30 um, this coming Tuesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And listen out for the wacky facilitator of the group who may make wrestling references. Who could that be? Anyway, let's have a listen now, more importantly, to the latest episode from Pacific X. Womanjaka and hello. We are PX Fano, a Pacifica LGBTIQ plus podcast created during the COVID-19 pandemic as a voice for our community, informing and promoting good health and keeping our rainbow Fano safe from COVID. This is presented by the Pacific X Collective and produced on Wurundjeri land in the studios of 3CR in Nam, Melbourne. Womanjika, welcome to PX Fano, Todd Fernando, Commissioner for the LGBTIQA plus communities here in Wurundjeri land, the Kulin Nation in Nam, in Victoria. Thank you for having me. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role as Commissioner for the LGBTIQA plus community? Yeah. So my name is Todd Fernando and I have the pleasure of being the Victorian Commissioner for LGBTIQ plus communities. Um, I grew up on country, on my country, Radri country, which is now known as Central New South Wales. 
I had the privilege of going up in country and, and learning my old people's ways, which was lovely. I completed my PhD in medical anthropology and worked in the research space for quite some time before I was tapped on the shoulder to step into this role, which has been a dream come true, if I'm being completely honest. Being able to work for our people in, in the most various ways has been a gift. Keeps me getting up every morning, knowing that we're shifting the compass when it comes to, you know, really securing the rights, both legally and culturally and socially for, for different types of LGBTQ plus people, including mobs and, you know, both Aboriginal and First Nations people here and Farno across the Pacific. So it's been really lovely. The big question is to uh, COVID-19 and how that's impacted in your perspective queer communities and particularly First Nation mob and from what you know, Pacifica. It's been one of those things that has been really devastating for our communities, but more so it has been, I think, one of the biggest impacts for First Nations and for Pacific communities across Victoria and indeed Australia and obviously the world. I think part of the reason why it's been so devastating for us in particular is because being culture first, family is part of who we are and being able to connect with family or Farnu in that way was very limiting that aspect of not being able to connect and, and continually be around the mob has had yeah. some really devastating consequences for our people. And certainly, you know, it's it's not the first time in, in our histories that we've encountered disease and, and these types of things that have come from elsewhere. And if I think about the historical nature of from smallpox to to COVID for First Nations people globally. It's just another thing that we've had to endure and encounter yeah. as a result of colonisation. It did mm. show us just how important our ways of knowing and being were. You know, mm. we locked down our communities and we were able to to safeguard them as well because we knew True. just how much that protection was there. But again, it was very limiting in terms of being able to connect to each other. How important do you think it is for people to remain vigilant and being safe from COVID-19 and all its variants? One of the things that I think is really important is the health messagings that we've learned over the last few years and, mm. and how we can implement those messaging and those guidelines in other areas. But again, it's just making sure that we're protecting ourselves and in turn, we then protect our family and family. Just to add, it is actually 3CR. It's the Radiophon. So I just wanted to know mm. if you had a quick message about that, that yeah. why people should support. Absolutely. It's not every day that we get to hear people who look like us and sound like us on radio. Mm. Wonderful speaking to you for PX Farno and this very special episode. Todd Fernando, Commissioner of the LGBTIQA plus communities in Victoria. Thank you for having um, me, Sonia. Thank you. My name is Todd Fernando. I'm the Victorian Commissioner for LGBTIQ plus communities and you're listening to PX Farnu on 3CR. You've been listening to PX Farnu with the Pacific X Collective, speaking about keeping COVID safe and what that means to the Pacifica LGBTIQA plus community For more of the latest information about COVID, go to www.health.gov.au. Listen and download our episodes from 3cr.org.au forward slash pxfano. And to find out more about who we are, go to pacificx.com. PX Fano would like to thank the Victorian Government Multicultural Communications Outreach Program for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting the program out to you. Our theme music is performed and produced by Vina. 
Catch us again next week on Out of the Pan on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. Another great episode from the crew from Pacific X, and they've gone to the top, um, well, pretty close to it, with the fabulous commissioner for um, LGBTIQ communities here in Victoria, Todd Fernando, um, someone who really does great intersectional leadership, of course, at the top. Okay, I will invoke content warnings um, for the next part of the show, although I've tried to do deal with this issue in a way that's going to, I hope, work as best as possible but 1-800-184-527 for QLife, including switchboard, 1-800-729-367 for Rainbow Door. We had what, in my opinion, was an horrendously bad process and um, result during the week for trans people in relation to a certain sporting body, and I've decided to take a satirical approach, so satire warning just in case, um, to deal with this issue. Um, and to help deal with it, allegedly in someone's opinion, um, we have, um, in my best Tony Martin voice from last Sunday night, Logie Award-winning um, Hall of Fame sports commentator Bruce McAvaney. Let's have some sporting stuff. Welcome to our never-ending coverage of the 2032 Olympics. So historic, so amazing, so important. So many great names in Australian sport. Kathy Freeman, Herb Elliott and his Tijuana Brass. So many great names in Olympic history. Heidi Drech, Sergei Bubka, names that you just love pronouncing because it makes us sound so clever. But most of all, it's an historic Olympics here at the 2032 Brisbane Olympics because we have now a world-beating effort from one of our own homegrown Australian heroes. Only one other person in the world history has won eight individual medals at an Olympics in any sport and now, after such an amazing competition here in the Sunshine State, one of our own Australians has joined in with it. I'm Bruce McAvaney, and I'm joined right here by Sally Goldner. Oh, thanks, Bruce. An absolute pleasure to be with you. What does it feel like, Sally, to have won so many medals? Could you ever have imagined it? Well, no, Bruce, sir. Uh, Growing up, I wasn't really a sporty person by any sense of the imagination. I had a pretty poor time at an all-boys school trying to fit in and all that sort of thing. And I never really, to be honest, exercised a lot and was a bit flabby. But all of a sudden, things changed. How did they change, Sally? Can you tell us all about that? Well, look, back in 2018, I started 
exercising again after a fantastic trans swim night put on by the city of Darabin. And I just um, sort of started swimming some laps and then things changed again in 2022. Can you tell us what happened in 2022, Sally? Well, look, Bruce, I have to be honest, I at first was pretty indignant at the ostracisation policy announced by FINA in June 2022. You know, I just thought, why are trans women being said um, sort of ostracised in this way? And in the end, I just thought, well, you know, look, got to take opportunities when they come. So how did you do that, Sally? Well, since 2018, I'd been doing 20 laps of breaststroke three times a week, and so therefore have been swimming. And I just thought, well, why not diversify? I mean, no, you don't, you know, we don't like either or in the trans community. We don't like binaries. So I started training up for as well for backstroke and freestyle. And, you know, I thought I may as well go for more. And given that there was this open competition that was so kindly put on by Athena, I just thought, well, I felt I may as well be in the Olympics. I mean, you know, how many people get to achieve amazing dreams like that? Sally, look, I know you're being so incredibly modest um, over your achievements, but you must be excited. And I mean, I'm going to get you to tell me just how many medals you've actually won. Well, Bruce, it has ended up as 11. I've won three backstroke, three breaststroke, and three freestyle, plus the two individual medleys um, in this competition. Talking about the competition, Sally, you know, can you tell us about some of your competitors? Well, look, Bruce, I don't really focus on the competition. You know, I just focus on trying to do my best and keep building myself. And so I didn't really think too much about the competition. I didn't really see them that much either, so to speak. Exactly how many competitors did you have in each race, Sally? Well, to be honest, Bruce, there weren't any other competitors. Um, you know, it's a bit disappointing. I mean, after FINA has been so quick to get this together after 10 years, this being the first ever open section at the Olympics, I would have thought there were more. But anyway, uh, girls got to do what a girl's got to do, hey? Absolutely, Sally. You must be so excited. What do you think will happen next? Well, look, Bruce, I'm sure that Prime Minister Dutton will give me a reception at Parliament House. He's always been a supporter of the LGBTIQA plus communities. There could be chances to make some quick cash and go on Celebrity Big Brother and those sorts of things. Or I might just, you know, have to go back to my day job and, um, you know, do diversity education or something. I don't know. You know, you can't predict the future, Bruce. You've just got to live in the present. Yeah, it's an absolutely amazing feat. And I just really think that it's just so awesome that Australians get behind our sporting uh, people in such a sporting country. What did you think of the uh, crowds at the pool? Well... They were a little, you know, it was a little thinner on the ground than I thought here at the Olympic pool, Bruce. But, you know, um, maybe there were other events on uh, that perhaps attracted more attention. But I'm sure there were just billions of viewers around the world watching and savouring these historic moments. 
Well, thanks so much for your time, Sally, and every success in the future. What do you, you really should not sure what you plan to do? Well, look, I could go in the open weightlifting section and lift five kilos uh, with each arm. Um, I've got there's some great aerobics videos that have been inspiring me on the net, and maybe they could um, you know take me to win in multiple sports in 2036. That would be just amazing, Sally. So on behalf of Australia, thank you so much, Sally Goldner, multiple Olympic gold medal winner at the One Olympics now in the history books. CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon through one Sunday afternoon. Um, yes, that's my take on um, events in world swimming during the week, and I haven't done what I'll call a standard editorial because uh, probably best avoided for lots of reasons. Um, and I will say, in all seriousness, again, if anything about this issue is triggering, one eight hundred one eight four five two seven Q Life, including switchboard one eight hundred seven two nine three six seven to phone Rainbow Door. Um, just about out of time on the show today, and look, um, high level content notes on so many issues coming up. It hasn't been a great week. It's supposed to be Pride Month, um, and there hasn't been much pride, obviously, on the issue just satirised. Um, we've also had. You know, solidarity to our queer and allied friends over in um, Oslo, Norway, or Norway in particular. A horrific thing to happen just before a Pride event that's happened over there. I'm not going to go through the details. Um, and, of course, um, you know, well, I'll try and keep this as calm as possible. We saw a bunch of largely stale males um, deliberating on FINA and controlling women's bodies, and sadly the same, um, a stale male system controlling women's bodies in the US. It does seem like it's a very difficult time um, at the moment. Um, please remember, you know, yes, do the advocacy you can, but also do lots of self-care. And just a reminder from last week, um, remember that um, um, this afternoon down at Solidarity Salon at 4pm, if you are listening live-ish, um, you know, LGBTIQA plus oppression and resistance across Africa as we approach Stonewall Day on Tuesday. And interestingly, the by discussion group mentioned a little while ago also happening um, on Tuesday night, a sort of um, Stonewall by discussion event and honouring, um, also sending our honour to the late Brenda Howard, the cis by woman who was the mother of pride. And yet so much erasure still happens. So not a good week on a number of levels. Um, you know, Yes, do what advocacy you can again, but please, please remember to do self-care and look after yourself um, as best as you can. Um, just about out of time, freedom of species coming up next. Oh, two other things. Um, Radiothon, um, we're still not quite at the out of the pan target, so please hop onto our website, hit the donate button and put out of the pan in. All amounts, great or small, appreciated. And remember, if you get it in before about <clears throat> five o'clock um, th um, Thursday night, um, it can be a tax deduction for this year. But if you can't, um, any time is welcome. 
Also, we'll just mention in light of events, we, we just need so much support from our federal government, and some might say it's insufficient um, and that they're not being very vocal on LGBTIQA plus issues since winning the election, apart from one interview created by this show. Um, so please sign my Accelerate Rainbow Reforms petition on change.org. We're at 4,000 signatures. If we get to five, it makes it um, just all the more important. Take it out today with, well, um, a slice of optimism um, that I think is much needed after this week. And um, I dug out the track from Totally Gorgeous there, putting to music um, the speech by Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream. Let's keep dreaming for better things. And to quote Liza Minnelli, um, reality is something you rise above. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. Now is the time. of democracy Now is the time To rise from the dark and desolate valley Of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice Now is the time To lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice To the solid rock of brotherhood Now is the time To make justice a reality for all let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom By drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline We must not allow our creative protests To degenerate into physical violence Again and again We must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations some of you have come fresh from narrow jail cells some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom Left you battered by the storms of persecution Staggered by the winds of police brutality You have been the veterans of creative suffering Oh, it's about nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood with this faith.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.